So what's my future? You don't have one. I see you, but you can't see me. Welcome to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. This is our annual So You Waited Until the Last Minute episode. I am Matt and I'm going solo tonight. Let me tell you, this is a tough, tough episode to do this year. This, this is this is the fourth year in a row I've done this and this is by far the toughest one to do because the event is so good, the event is so busy it's hard to come up with a game plan and to suggest what to see because honestly it's very difficult to go wrong and with that in mind i did make some notes on what to do depending on your situation and your last minute plans uh best i can i wouldn't say it's a definitive what to do it's a couple of suggestions to maximize your time that's really what this one is going to be about but first thing i have to say first is an absolute positive must you have to get your tickets now. I don't know what the history or the records are for sold out nights, but this is the most sold out nights I remember seeing in years, including selling out on a Saturday for the following Sunday. And again, that may have happened before. It's one of those things I don't necessarily pay attention to since the frequent fear pass was introduced, because once you have that, you're locked in. But with that, so many people coming and going this year, with news as with me to the event, it stood out and I, it's uh, the announcements on social media are what really stand out. And I'm sure I would have seen if there was this many in years before I've, I would have seen them before. So regardless of what happened in the past this year, it is crazy busy. And if you haven't gotten your tickets now, that is the one thing you have to do is get your tickets now. And you can do that online by searching Halloween Horror Nights Orlando. Their actual site, if you want to go right to it, I believe, is orlando.halloweenhorrornights.com. And that's another thing I've seen more this year. This isn't in my notes, but I've seen it more this year than other years, are people that bought tickets not only for the wrong night, but the wrong part. Hollywood being the, the one that they seem to buy the tickets most for. So make sure you're for Orlando, and make sure you get your tickets now. So... The nights that we have left, let's talk about that. We are, we actually have at this time of year, when I do the show, we have more nights than ever before to talk about, but still going to be busy. I'm almost positive. And those nights are October 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th, and 28th. Then we get a one day reprise so far. And then we're back October 30th, then October 31st, and then November 2nd, I'm sorry, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. October 30th, that was just added last week, so that's fairly new. It's a Tuesday night. That's not a night you see often unless that happens to be when Halloween falls. And it would not surprise me at all that that following Monday for that last date that wasn't in that row, October 29th, is added as well. So I also another suggestion I make is keep a close eye on Universal uh, Orlando and Halloween Universal um, Halloween Horror Night Orlando's uh, social media sites because that's where it'll be announced along with their blog as well but their their 
social media sites will have it instantly. So there could be another night in there. But as of right now, 24th to November 3rd, except for the 29th. That's a much faster way to say that. So again, get your tickets now. I'm probably going to be saying that another two dozen times in this episode. So we get to the broken record moment, the thing I say every year, Express Pass plus Day and Scream. That is the way to go, apart from an RIP tour, which will get you to everything. That is the only true guarantee of getting to see everything. Express and starting at Stay and Scream is about the only way to ensure you can fit everything in this year. If you happen to be tuning into the show and you're new to Halloween Horror Nights, it is the biggest ever like literally there are more houses this year than ever they've added 10 houses 10 houses was it five official scare zones with two more added in and the academy of villain show so a lot to do in one night the express pass is an additional charge to the event and the prices are up and down for this kind of close to the event we're in the uh, the last of the hell weeks here so these are the highest prices wednesday the 24th which is tomorrow the day after this recording $109.99. Then the following Thursday, it's $129.99. Then Friday the 26th, $149.99. Then the 27th, Saturday, $149.99 again. Then Sunday the 28th, this is the highest priced express pass in the remaining nights, $159.99. But again, like I said, if you can get your express pass and get in a stay and scream, you're good to go. Then prices fall a little bit for that last week. It's $79.99 for the 30th, $99.99 for the 31st, $79.99 again for November 1st, $89.99 for November 2nd, and $99.99 for November 3rd. I'm not going to speculate what the 29th would be if they add the date, so check the Halloween Horror Nights site for that price if that day actually happens. So stay in Scream and Express. That's always a good choice, and I'm not going to talk too much about what order to do anything there because that's really what you're doing with that is maximizing your time. As long as you don't say, go to a house that's all the way at the kids zone, then go all the way to the front gate, then go back to the kids zones and keep doing that between the 10 houses. I mean, that's five times there's 10 houses. Then you might have a little bit of a time crunch, but moreover, you're going to exhaust yourself. So play it smart. The houses, there's at least, well, not everywhere, but for the most part, there's two houses together. In fact, in one spot, I would even call it two spots. Actually, I'd call it three. So kind of head towards an area rather than a house. Save your feet, save your legs, and definitely save your time. This this is, this episode's all about maximizing your time. Now, stay and scream. Stay and scream works really well for non-express pass holders as well. If you don't know what that is, it's an area of a park where you can wait. If you're already in the park, Universal Studios Orlando, that is, the park where Halloween Horror Nights is, and you're there before closing. Closing's at 5 o'clock. Make sure you get in there before 5. Halloween Horror Nights officially starts at 6.30, but I have seen them open the gates early almost every night I've been there, but they let Stay and Scream in even earlier than that. That will be the earliest admission to Halloween Horror Nights. And, of course, this does require a park ticket, so if you don't already have a park ticket or a annual pass, unfortunately, that is going to be an additional cost, but, again, it's another great way to maximize your time. So where are Stay and Screams? Well, I'm going to talk about one that I don't think gets a lot of love. It's the Simpsons. It's the Springfield area. If you've been to the park, you know Springfield. You certainly, well, if you know Springfield, you know the Simpsons. That's a Stay and Scream area that seems to be the least popular. And I don't know why, because that is my place to go. I have been to all of them every year, each year for several years. And that's the one I gravitate to. It's got seats. It's got beer. It's got food. And it's got access to... A couple houses each year. This year, the ones that open when they let you out of the holding area are Blumhouse and Slaughter Cinema. 
And then once you do those, there's a couple things that can, uh, there's a couple possibilities here. The, uh, Deadly Exposure is right next to Slaughter Cinema. That might be open by the time you're done those two houses. Now, that is the, the only house recommend, recommendation I'm going to have is to not go into Slaughter Cinema while the sun is fully in your face. Because if your eyes are just little, like your pupils are teeny tiny pinholes from that sun, that exposure is a tough house to get through. So you want to wait till the sun goes down and your eyes are a little more adjusted. If you're wearing super dark sunglasses or aviators or something, then then you're probably in a better position for it. But that's like my only advice is don't go and do dead exposure out of direct sunlight. But apart from that exposure possibly be opening, opening, there's another two houses over in the kid zone, which is kind of the land next door to the Simpsons after the animal actors theater. And over there is seeds of extinction and trick or treat. They might not be open the moment you get over there once you get out of the other two houses, but you're going to be in a prime position to get in either of those quickly. And then by the time you're out and they're open and general admission may be open by then, you're also at the farthest end of the park that the line shouldn't be that long for the other one. I don't know. Can't guarantee any of this. But what I'm saying is within your first, oh, I'd say easy. I was going to say two hours, but let's just say that. Let's say an hour to two hours into your night, probably less, but let's say at most two hours into your night, you've already knocked out potentially five houses, four if you're saving dead exposure for after that. In fact, if I were to do this, I would do Blumhouse Slaughter Cinema, then go wait till I could get into Seeds or Trick or Treat, whichever opened first, then do the other one that wasn't open yet and see if dead exposure is open or wait for it to be open. And then I would, I don't even think I'd be two hours into it. That's that's eight o'clock. You're, you're not going to be two hours into it at that point. I think again, can't guarantee it, but you're on a really, really good start with a lot of time ahead of you, which again, time management is key here. So from there, and again, this is basing off the idea that you're in stay and scream for the Simpsons. I have some details on the other stay and screams as well. So again, uh, if you were there, stay and scream and you've done that side of the park, my plan would be to now pick the three houses I want to get done that night. And I'm saying three, and I'm and I'm not saying you can't do five. You can probably do five, but I'm saying three because you have a better chance to do those three. And when you plan for those three, you make sure that helps ensure you get the ones you want to see and you don't miss those. So I would plan for three houses and I would actually go to the one that's on the top of my list in the same spirit that I was just saying that to make sure the one that I have to absolutely see gets done. It's great to save the best for last. I, I, I get that. <laughs> Trust me. I've done it for many things, not just Halloween our nights, but going to other parks, but as good of a feeling it is to see the thing you waited for last. And it's as good as you wanted to see it. It's even far worse to miss it. So I would actually make sure it's done so that I have that experience rather than the feeling of, I can't believe I missed it. So when you have your three houses, get a map, if you don't already have one, and see what scare zones you can go through to get to those houses. And you're, if you if it's still early in the night, sun's still, you can still see the sun, it's not up, but it's still there. You're still, you're in good, you're in good shape. So make a long path. Kind of go out of your way to see the scare zones. Because the scare zones this year are insane. I mean, they're just, I I can't, I can't tell you the one to go to. I'll say it right now. Killer clowns from outer space. All right, we got that out of the way, but see the others as well. And if you're in the Simpsons, stay and scream, and that's where you started your night. It's actually really easy to hit the scare zones. You pretty much have to go through twisted traditions to get to the other side of the park from where you are. And that's a great one to start with. That's actually a 
one of the best ones to start with. It's gorgeous. From there, you're a real easy walk to Revenge of Chucky or Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Chucky is dead ahead of you after you come out of Twisted Traditions, and that actually will lead you to Halloween 4 House. If that's on your list, that's actually a good way to kind of approach that house and then get back to the scare zones. Killer Clowns is more towards the right, and that'll actually get you closer to Poltergeist. It actually gets you right to Poltergeist, uh, what is it, Scary Tales and Carnival Graveyard. So, And actually, that puts you in the middle of Vamp. So that is, I didn't have that written out as my path but that's probably what i would do but my point is like i said if you're good on time and you got your three houses see what scares those you can go through see so make sure make sure you see them the only scare zone i didn't mention there was the harvest and that is because you uh, almost almost as much as going through trista traditions from the kids zone and the simpsons area you almost have to go through the harvest to get out of the park now if you're going down hollywood boulevard towards the exit that is not the case but when you get to the intersection of hollywood boulevard and the the streets that lead to New York right at the entrance, it's just there to the right. So you're going to go through it and then back out of it to get out, which there's nothing wrong with that. That might be the way you want to do it. So that's easy to get on your way out is my point. So I'm not saying save it for last, but I'm saying if you're maximizing your time, there's an option. I'm going to say just in general, the great thing about scare zones this year is the location. It really doesn't take a whole lot of time to get through all them in one walk. Almost, you can't do a perfect circle, but you could take some time to make sure you hit them all then get back to your houses and you wouldn't have spent a whole lot of time so the location of the scare zones proper again there's two more that are not on the map but to see the ones that are themed and have the kind of a story behind them it doesn't really take that long so that is a viable option this year that's something to keep in mind when you're planning this out I will say the one thing that throws a wrench in what I've presented and what I've been trying to put together here is the Academy of Villains show. It's the closest thing it's to is Blumhouse, but there's not a whole lot around to it. And it's kind of a uh, farther away from all the other houses that it's it's not convenient to plan with the house. I am only talking about location. I'm not talking about the show whatsoever. That is completely your call. If you want to see it, by all means, see it. But I just really have no plan of attack how to fit that in in the best way possible in the shortest amount of time is what it comes down to. So, again, the times are posted. A really handy feature, if you don't already have it, is the Universal Orlando Resort app. That has the times for Halloween Horror Nights, the wait times, as as well as the Academy of Villains time. So you might be able to figure it out best with how your night is going. Uh, that is really my... That's that's my only piece of advice is to is to, is to have those times handy so you know uh, when would be the best time to go see that show. So that is the best plan of attack that I've put together uh, for myself. I will say this is all based on how I like to enjoy things. There's really not one thing I want to see more than the other. So seeing as much as I can in the time that I have is my best approach and. The Simpsons stay and scream for me. That is the way I would go if I waited to the last minute and didn't have an express pass, but was in the park. Simpsons is not the only stay and scream. Of course, there is another big one. There used to be two, but I think it's all combined into this one. Now there's the Finnegan stay and scream area. This is in New York, the New York area of the park. And it's across from the revenge of the mummy ride. And this holding area gets you to stranger things or poltergeist. Those are the early opened houses. They're, that's two big houses so those are two really big draws that might be where you want to start to make sure you get those in and with those being big draws it's also the biggest holding area 
And with it being the biggest holding area, these are the biggest, even stay and scream starting lines that you're going to hit. But it's still going to be a shorter wait than when the park properly opens and all those tens of thousands. I don't even know if it's hundreds. I don't know what the cap is. Those insane amount of people come in. That's what I should say. There is an overflow area. It's called the Hello. Well, it's yeah. It's called the Hello Kitty waiting area. It used to be the Hello Kitty stay and screen, but now it's an overflow for the Stranger Things and Poltergeist early opening. One benefit to that, as opposed, if you get stuck in this overflow, is that it is closest to Halloween Four. Now, Halloween Four is not typically an early open house, but if you're someone that wants to be one of the very first in there, there's a place you can wait. I don't know that that is good advice for maximizing your time, but if that's the thing you're there to see, then you can certainly get your, the, the closest you're going to get is the stay and scream overflow at Finnegan's. And I'm not sure. It all depends on how the park is swept out uh, of people. I should say, <laughs> that's what I mean when I say that, if you can get close to it or not, but you are closer to it than in Finnegan's just not by a whole lot, but still closer. If you can't do stay and scream, and by that I, I mean, again, just to reiterate, if you don't have a day ticket or an annual pass, or if you're not in the park during the day and you have to wait for the gate opens, there's still some things you can do to get the most out of your night. So again, I would have a map ready. In fact, the map is online. If you're able to buy your ticket online early, which again, they're say it another time, get your tickets now. If you're able to do that, stay on the website and take a look at the map and pick your houses. Get that map out, find your five houses, and make the closest circle you can, starting with the, whatever house you, you want to start with of those five. In this case, if I don't have, if I'm, if I'm not there for Stay and Scream and no Express Pass, I would start with the one I want to see most to make sure I see it. And who knows, with any luck, I'll get the other ones done that I want to see, and I might still have time to do that one again. But I would... Definitely, in this situation, start with the one I want to see most to make sure I get it, because I do not want to leave that event with not seeing that, or without seeing that, rather. And along with that, when I make that circle, I'd make that circle pass through as many scare zones as possible as well. And in this case, if you're coming at Park Open, you are starting on the side of the park where all the scare zones proper are, all the themed ones, the ones with official names. So you're actually in a good position to do that rather than starting on the Simpsons side. So to take this idea a little farther, let's also say it's your very first Halloween Horror Nights ever. In this case, I'm going to have some incredibly good news for you. It is all good. Houses, scare zones, foods, the show, even the mini shows in the scare zones, for that matter, you really can't go wrong with anything you pick. So with that in mind, I've actually written some notes for a non-express, non-stay and scream plan of attack, and I've actually made a Stranger Things and non-Stranger Things version because Stranger Things is a huge draw this year. And maybe this is why you're it's your first Halloween Horror Night. So if you want to see Stranger Things, do it first. It harkens back to what I just said minutes ago. Do the thing you're there to see first. One, you'll have it done. Two, maybe you'll see it again. Can't guarantee anything, but at least doing it first, you'll have it done. And you'll you'll be glad you did. If you're there for Stranger Things, you're going to be really, really glad that you did. From there, I'd head over to the corner of New York, which will be the easiest way to find it is on your map is track down the Vamp 85 Scare Zone and head that way. Then check out the way you got three houses in that corner. Check out the times for Carnival Graveyard, Poltergeist, and Scary Tales. Pick the time you're most comfortable with. If you want to get the longest one done first, that's great. If you see one that's short and tolerable, go to that. Whatever you're most comfortable with, do that. Then come back and do the others. Keep in mind, if you're doing a long wait first, 
Uh, and w- let's say one wait says 60 minutes, another says 30 minutes. When you come out of that 60 minute house, that 30 minutes might up to, might be up to 90 minutes. So plan on what you're comfortable with for what you're seeing. I should say, find that balance. Don't think too much about it. You know, <laughs> if you're, again, if it's your first Halloween hard night, then, then go in the short line. Cause you can't go wrong. You really can't go wrong in this corner. This is the the one corner. Actually, that's not true. There's several corners, but this corner having three choices, all three are good. You can't go wrong. So uh, just just pick one if you can't decide and you'll be happy so let's say now you've done stranger things scary tales carnival graveyard and poltergeist you've now hit four big houses four houses that would be the best house in any other year of halloween horror nights the fact that they're all here is insane and that's not the only houses that would <laughs> that, that this description could go for but now you've gotten four killer top-notch houses done now you can take a look at some of the other groupings and you have two groups of two mainly there's there's some houses close to that as well but i'm talking these they're the entrances are right next to each other and the two choices in this scenario are uh dead exposure patient zero and slaughter cinema which is over by men in black horror of bloom horrors of bloom house is close by as well it might even be on your way depending on what path you go or head over to the kid zones for trick or treat or seeds of the of extinction so again whichever one Whichever those sets of two strikes your fancy, that's where I would head to next. And in fact, Seeds of Extinction, if you plan out your path right, you can also pass Halloween 4 as well. So there's there's kind of a path to the six remaining houses, depending which way you head. I can't tell you which one to do. It's a tough year uh, because there's so much good, which is a huge benefit to this year. If it's your first year, you're you're not really going to make a bad choice. Best advice I can give is to maximize your time. And one way you can do that without being in the park is just planning on what you want to see. Pick those houses. If you don't have Express or you can't get into a stain screen, pick those five houses. And again, I am not saying you're only going to see those five houses. I'm saying pick the five houses you want to see. That way you have it. It makes you make an attack plan or helps you make an attack plan. And that way you get to see what you want to see. And you might be surprised how much time you have to budget the rest of the event and you might get everything in no sweat uh so plan planning is a big thing uh get, get your tickets early get your tickets early get your tickets early there that's i think i'm getting close to 12 i know i have at least one more in my notes um as far as what night to pick i don't know what to tell you i'm sorry usually i say go to these nights because this happens and go this night don't go this night and <laughs> this year is such a wild card i will say i'll give you what has happened historically and take it for what it's worth and also realize all rules are out the window for 28. Historically, the weekdays, the Wednesdays and Thursdays are slower than the weekends. And I'm talking Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I don't know that's that's going to be true. I certainly hope so because I plan to go <laughs> Wednesdays and Thursdays. I plan to go, uh, I think, every night that's left. But Wednesdays, and I'm, I'm hoping to get a breather before the really busy nights. They've also added Tuesday, October 30th. That is going to be interesting. I don't know what's going to happen that night. I'm going to be there to see. I've never seen a... Uh, uh, well, I've seen Tuesday nights when they fall on Halloween, but I've never seen a non-Halloween Tuesday night at Halloween Horror Nights and never seen it added so close to the end of the season. So that, if I if I was an educated guest tells me that's going to be the least busy, busiest night, but I don't know because like, something like this is, has not happened in the past. For food and drink, I usually do a food and drink segment on these so you waited the last minutes, but I'm, I don't have much to talk about, but I'll tell you what I have. I am happy to say Twisted Taters are back. You may have heard or read the rumor that the event started without Twisted Taters, and that wasn't a rumor. I I said the word rumor. That was wrong. It was true, but by the second week, they fixed that, 
and they're back and they should be there to the end. If they're not, I'm going to be unhappy, but they should be there the entire run of the event. The rest of the food, this is where I kind of fall down this year. I did have the pizza fries again, actually just recently, recent to this recording, but that's about, if not all the event food I've had, I think it actually is. There's a big waffle theme this year. It goes along with Stranger Things and it's actually closer to Stranger Things. There's some waffle dessert type food on a stick things in the food tents that are over again by Stranger Things across from Terminator, across from the new bar there. I haven't tried them yet. I have wanted to try them. I just haven't yet. Hopefully I will. And it's actually pretty shocking to say I haven't tried any of those yet, considering my sweet tooth. I just, by the time I get to that side of the park, I guess I'm not hungry or I I don't have a reason why, but I don't have a report, which is unfortunate. So I, I hope to try those, but I don't think you really need my review on what foods you like. I just like to report what foods there are. Unfortunately, this year, I'm a little light on that knowledge. Drinks. This is usually the part in the episode for our, so you waited the last minute while I tell you what drinks to check out. There are so many drinks this year. Now there is just the two specialty drinks. There's, there's, I was going to say always, but I think it's been since Halloween Hardy's 26 that they've done two specialty drinks, but there's the two specialty drinks as we've had in the recent years, the beer, a couple ciders. It's crazy how much they have this year. More than I've ever can remember. And we're talking both taps and cans. And since there's so much, there's already an episode covering all this that Hunter from Grim Grinning Host and myself did. And it's called HHN 28 Drinks and Attack Plans. And it's at neozaz.com, iTunes, and just about anywhere that you can access podcasts. And I would say if you really want to know ahead of time what's there, listen to that episode because... It's going to double this episode. It's going to be the same information that's already there. There's that much. There's a there's a ton of different beers and a couple ciders this year, and I am incredibly happy about that. And on that note, that's about all I have for this one. It's a tough year to really map out what you – there is no – can and can't miss this year. That's the big thing that's different about this episode. Usually I give my, and it's all, again, it's my opinion, what you need to see and what you don't necessarily have to see. I've got no, no, don't see this list this year. It's all good, which on one hand makes this episode difficult to do, but on the other hand, makes the event really easy to enjoy because there's so much good about it. And that's a great thing about this year's event. It's pretty damn amazing. If you take one thing away from this episode and you haven't done it already, I cannot say enough to get your tickets now. It's, the sellouts have been just like nothing I've seen before, and I really don't know what to expect in these last two weeks. Uh, I would say there's going to be nights that sell out these last two weeks for sure. I, is it every night? I don't think so, but I don't know. So better safe than really sorry. And the only way you'll know for sure that you're going to get in that night whatever night it is, is to get the tickets now. So again, that is, that is how I started the show. And that's how I'm going to end the show to make sure you have your ticket because there's a real strong possibility. You won't be able to get it. If you decide on a whim to go this year. And that is it for this episode. My original first co-host for this show, the show's grown with many voices now, as I'm sure you're, you know, or if you're new to the show, you may find out very soon. Hopefully, if you go back and listen to old episodes, but my very first original co-host, Quint, who's still on the show with me, arrives in just a few days for that entire last week of Halloween Horror Nights. So our next episode will probably be some kind of reaction to that. Maybe not our full review yet, 
but we're definitely going to talk about it here while he's finally got to experience it. This is the longest he's waited to go to any Halloween Horror Nights, and I am sure he is beyond excited. So that's going to be a fun conversation, I think. I think it's going to be a fun episode as well. So, all right, that does it for this episode. Of course, this and all the things that we have done for this show and our other Universal Studios coverage, which includes holidays, uh, special events, some special episodes from our other series. All that can be found at neozaz.com. We have our social media pages. We are Neozaz on Twitter and Instagram and Neozaz Podcast on Facebook. And I think that is it. So here we go. We are in those last weeks. Best time of the year. Don't miss it. Get your tickets now if you haven't. On that note, I will say thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a Neozaz Internet Entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at neozaz.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright, Universal Studios, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and follow our Twitter account at Neozaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Neozaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.